Good morning, everybody, or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. Today, we're continuing our Bible study looking at Acts 3 and Acts 4. So, if you've read them, that's great. And if you haven't, um, you can read along with me. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. And this is a familiar story, Acts 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, three in the afternoon, and a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily in the gate at the temple called the Beautiful Gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us and he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and he raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk, And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So, a miracle early in the um, book of Acts, um, and... It makes me think that money can solve so many problems. Money often can solve a housing problem. Money can solve a, uh, a food problem. Money can solve um, medical treatment options. But certainly there is, is many things that money can't buy. And, um, and here Peter and John, the simple fishermen with no obvious financial means, could look intently at the beggar and say, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stand up and walk. What a, what a blessing and, um, and just a reminder that certainly as useful as silver and gold are in this world, In some senses, silver and gold have no purpose or use at all. All the money in the world could not have made the the lame man get up and walk. But through the miracle of God, he got up and walked. And I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about me and change is so, so hard. If we had been begging for 40 years, that that would be our lifestyle, right? How hard would it be to be willing to change? When we get used to getting by and surviving, do we really want to risk something unfamiliar? Well, somehow, this man's faith and Peter and John's ability to call on the name of Jesus resulted in a great change. And what I can say is, I don't want to uh, 
be crippled, but um, but oftentimes I figure my attitudes cripple me, my um, um, preconceived notions of what what I need to do cripple me, and and so many things cripple me that I absolutely can change. And with the power of Jesus on this day, I hope you will find uh, help in letting the Lord unbind you and unbind me and give us strength to get up and walk in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, in the uh, the next chapter, uh, Peter and John are still speaking to the priest and um, and they're still kind of in, in trouble for the, uh, the miracle. And um, this is chapter 4, verse 7. When they had been made the prisoners, when they, and that's the high priest and Sadducees, had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or what name did you do this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to one who was sick and ask how this man had been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man standing before you in good health is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus, the stone that you rejected, by you the builders has become the cornerstone. So Peter, without fear, is proclaiming the crucified Christ and um, such boldness would, would not have been a part of him. Remember, he's, he's the one that in a few chapters earlier in the Gospel of Luke has denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. So the early church felt a great, great power and, um, and they were bold in their preaching and they weren't afraid of religious leaders. They weren't afraid of the Romans. They were absolutely fearless. And the power of the Holy Spirit was so great in those early days of the faith. Listen to Acts 4, verses 32 uh, through 37. Now, the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common one heart, one soul, no private ownership. Everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. If you've ever wanted to join a commune, here's your spiritual basis. But um, many people who live in a religious community tell me that community produces wealth and by sharing things in common. Um, and yet, in our notion of private ownership and our notion of this is mine, it, uh, it rubs us the wrong way, doesn't it? All things in common. But uh, somehow, in this idealized 
perfect world, it's interesting that rather than one family seeking what was good for one family, the family sought what was best for the whole community. And, um, and again, there was not a needy person among them. So it's certainly something to think about. At what point in the journey of faith does property and land and houses have no meaning at all? And uh, at what point in the journey of faith um, do things like um, community life and sharing and um, dividing have have purpose and, and meaning? Um, and then they continue on on 36 with the story. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostle gave the name Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement. And he sold a field that belonged to him, and he brought the money, and he laid it at the apostles' feet. So in this new adventure, people were giving everything they had, and they were coming to join a commune, a community, where they would live and worship together. And Barnabas, the son of encouragement on this day, may you be encouraged, and may you be loved, and uh, may uh, God bless you. Amen. Thank you.